Welcome to Fright School. Are you ready? Class is in session. Welcome back to Fright School. Hello, Joe. Hi, Joshua. What's going on? So nice to see you. I know, in person. I know. Here we are in person. We can touch. We can, but don't. Stay over there. Yeah. Stay on that side of the room. There's there's a wall here. Yes, the wall is <laughs> invisible. Six feet distance, mm-hmm. uh, which I will be maintaining for the rest of my life. Uh, yes. You know? Now that we've normalized it, please stay six feet away from me. Remember when we like told people <laughs> that you can serve face, but you just don't can't touch your face? Yeah. Then it should have been you can serve face, just don't just cover your face. Yeah, that's what we should cover said. it. Cover it. No, I'm kidding. I'm actually looking forward to whatever whatever con we go to next. You know, mm-hmm. um, once we're able to actually get back out doing those sorts of things, uh, I know it's starting to come back, but I keep getting like I feel like the second we book something, it's gonna get canceled. You know, so it's like I just feel like until everything, because like everything here keeps getting canceled. Like, uh, was Son of Monster Palooza just got canceled? Mm. Um, I know Elvira had posted that she was like canceling like all of her appearances, like all of her in person appearances for I don't know how long, but for a while. Uh, somebody else, Doug Bradley, Doug Bradley canceled everything until 2022. So it's like all these people are like who were announced for different cons, like they pulled out. And then I'm slowly seeing more of the cons actually shutting down too. I'm like, well, we'll come back or, you know, conventions you know whatever events so i don't know but, I mean, but when they do i will happily uh shake hands and hug people well it, it's <laughs> it's a combination of things right it's either they cancel or they require proof of vaccination right which it seems like the answer is easier <laughs> But yeah, I was actually surprised at the ones that got canceled. Like here in California, I, I just, you know, because we are being pretty, I think, um, I mean, it, it seems like a lot of places are requiring like at least live concerts. Cause I found, I went, I saw Sylvanesso, uh, last week, something like that. As of ago, recording. A yes. week, week and a half ago. Yeah. And, um, you had to like show your vaccine card or whatever which i'm like fine whatever i I expected that um yeah so i mean and i think the other uh i've gotten uh notes from other like shows that are coming up that it's the same thing there you have to like show your you have to either show that you got a vaccine or you have to get tested for covid and have like a negative covid result within 72 hours or something so i saw hair at the old globe yeah um in their outdoor space and I did get like a message two or three weeks before saying that they were going to start checking vaccinations and are asking people to be masked during the show, even though it's outside right? and all that. But that surprised me. I think the, uh, the Hollywood bowl, when I go there, I think we just have to show the vaccination status or a test. I don't know if they're making people wear masks inside or not. I mean, they, I'm fine with it. I don't mind the mask. They were actually, I, I see my thing is like, yeah, the fact that we're choosing to be there is already like, you know, it's already like, okay, well, you're choosing to do this elective thing in the middle of a pandemic. Right. So if you can make it a little bit whimsical, then why not? And so because it's hair it takes place in the 60s, you know, they were handing out, um, if you wanted one, they were handing out tie dyed face masks. Oh, like cute. disposable uh, face masks that were. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I was like, oh, that's cute. How do you know it's the 70s if it's not tie dyed? Yeah. Or the 60s. Exactly. Hair set in the 60s, right? 60s, yeah. yeah. 
yeah, how do you know? So I'm glad that they were doing that, just so everybody felt yeah. part of the show. <laughs> exactly. They were like, put this mask on, take all the rest of your clothing off. I know. <laughs> exactly. Um, it was, and it was, it was so much fun. Yeah. And it was like, I, I went with my friend Colin, who um, I usually see musicals with, specifically at the Globe. I see mm-hmm. stuff with him. And so we hadn't seen each other since before, before. Wow. Yeah. And so we had dinner before. Like, it was just a beautiful night. Mm-hmm. Say um, before again. Before. <laughs> on test day, <laughs> as they say in Espanol. <laughs> no, well, that's great. I, I'm glad that you enjoyed the show. Sounds like it was a good production. Yes, yeah. very good production. Everybody sounded good. Lots of good singing. Lots of great singing. Yeah. Were you familiar with Hair before? Had you seen oh, it before? I, ne- I never seen the stage production or the film, but I am familiar with a particular album. So back in 2006... There was a an album that was released by a bunch of Broadway actors for the Actors Fund of America, and it was various Broadway actors doing hair. So there's like Leah Delaria singing Donna, and um, Anna Gasteyer singing Dead End, and Rola Sparza singing Hair. Like you know, all of these a veritable who's that of Broadway right. singing different stuff. And so I was very familiar with that uh, recording. So I knew most of the music, if not all. Very cool. But to see it on stage, because I know it's a different theatrical experience mm-hmm. and I know it's vastly different from the movie. So it was it was nice to have that context and, and super relevant now. It was actually really interesting because in the second act, it's all like, it's very much like anti-war propaganda. Yeah. And there was a guy who was sitting a couple rows in front who was like, who was wearing like a black t-shirt that said veteran on the back. And it was like, it was 910. <laughs> So it was the day before the 20th anniversary of 9-11. So I can only imagine what his whole experience was like of watching hair. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Curious. Curious about that. Very. But he didn't leave. He stayed. He was there for the show. He he stayed through the second act. Well, there we go. So, you know, and he was closer than I was. So it means that he spent more. So he wanted to see hair. He wanted to. He wanted to be there. Uh, well, how cool. I'm glad that you got that experience. But yeah, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, yeah, we, when we went to the show, it was at Soma here in San Diego, which is an indoor venue. So they had requested everybody have masks on. I'd say there was 30, 40% compliance with that. Maybe. I don't know. I did not see the whole venue. We got there very early, of course, and we were right against the stage. So, you know, we, I only really saw the people in my immediate vicinity, but I mean, I guess if you'd like took a sample of them, I'd say, yeah, maybe 40% of us, 30% of us actually wore our masks through in, the whole In addition show. to being vaccinated and tested, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, not tested. It was vaccine or... Mask. Yeah. Well, but you had to have a mask and you either had to vaccinate or have a vaccination card or whatever proof you were vaccinated or a COVID test. Oh, okay. Yeah. So we didn't have a COVID test because we have, we, you know, we have our vaccines, um, but we did wear masks through the whole show. But I mean, it was very uncomfortable. I would get, I, I would guess for some people, cause it's like, I mean, there was, it, you know, it's hot. I saw the videos. Show. Yeah. Well, oh, so I didn't tell you this. So um, I, well, I told you that someone I follow on Instagram was there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it was the comedy writer, Debney Adijuibe, who's one of the Gilmore guys. Oh, okay. So he was in the back, and he was like, Sylvan, he, he posted, I was like, shit, he, he's tagging Sylvan Esso at the same concert that you were at. I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, 
that would have been fun. That would have been fun. Find, you know, if, if, if worlds had collided. Uh, yeah, but I was... Um, because we were so far front at, at, at Soma, what they ha- either side of the stage has doors that go out to the outside of the place. So mm-hmm. there's like one side is like the loading area, and the other side I think is just like an outdoor area for. I don't know if it was accessible from the outside to everybody, or if it was just like for the musicians or crew. Either way, they had both of those doors open and these like big fans on stage. So there was a lot of fresh air like flowing through the show for where we were. But I mean, you really to benefit from that, you would have had to been like exactly. Where we were. That was probably more for the performers of anything, right? Yeah, no, definitely. But we definitely got the, you know, because I mean, I like danced my face off for like two straight hours. I was like soaking wet, you know, by the time I left because we were just dancing so much. Um, not literally, but pretty. I mean, I was pretty sweaty. Uh, but we kept getting these like lovely big bursts of like, you know, breeze coming through. And because they had both doors, it was like creating this nice cross breeze plus like the fans on stage like pulling air. Oh, it was very nice. So I actually did not suffer as much as I think probably others did with their masks on. Cause it, you know, we got, we got quite a bit of air flow through. Uh, so let me ask you this. How was your, how are your knees the day after? <laughs> I know actually my calf muscle, I've been like, it's kind of sore, but I don't know if that's just, I've been biking a lot more too. Cause of class I'm biking to class every day. So I'm spending, you know, 20 to 30 minutes like a day on my bike, which I know like somebody listening is like, well, that doesn't sound like much, but it does for my lazy ass. Mm-hmm. So after not really, because I mean, I since January, I've basically sat in this room, you know, doing all my classes online. Yeah. So I have not been active. I've not been really walking or doing anything. And plus not having concerts to go to, which, you know, you go to two or three concerts a month, you know, bounce my face off. Like, you know, I'm just not as active as I was. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm ex- <laughs> very badly motivated to be you know i was trying like you know i talked to my brother because i wanted to know if like he had any suggestions of any like you know videos or anything like you know that had kind of like low impact kind of stuff that i could do in the morning before i like head out for the day so i was doing that for a little bit i'm just not um what do you call it um not diligent um Consistent, consistent, uh, all those are are words (laughs) that work. Uh, You know, I just, yeah, it's really hard for me to like force myself to do it. I wish I like could figure out somebody that has like a similar schedule to me and we could like go for walks together or, you know, do something like together. You could make a friend. I could. That could be very dangerous nowadays. Um, You never know. They might become like a single white female situation. I mean, know? Joshua, we're we're gay men of a certain age who like have like had literal sex with strangers <laughs> on on the internet, right? But that doesn't involve like an emotional connection, you know. You're saying. <laughs> You know, you're talking about like getting somebody and having them come over on a regular basis and get to know each other. That's different. That's like you know, that's intimate. <laughs> this isn't just you know, this isn't sex. <laughs> This is, it's exercise. <laughs> that's true. That is kind of like exercise. Maybe that's what we need to do. We just need to like have you know, more sex. Have yeah, every single day. <laughs> just have a line of be. Oh my gosh, this is like. <laughs> this is just. Oh, see, you can hire someone that'll be your morning prostitutional. Yeah, no, but like you know, some of the other like some of our friends who've been on the show before, mm-hmm. you know, they all like talk to like just this morning or last night uh one of my friends who has not been on the show but was talking to on our like uh chat and it was like 
you know, oh, I'm going to go hike tomorrow morning. And like, you know, somebody else was like, oh, yeah, I'll go with you. And I'm like, oh, that's adorable. But I just don't like I didn't have that. Oh, but like, uh, girl, I'm not about to be. I don't walk children in nature. Okay? I know, right. <laughs> well, that's the thing, though. Like, I should really say yes to those kinds of things and at least go, you know, like for the walk or whatever for the fresh air. I mean, especially because, you know, I've been telling you about like my sleeping problems I'm having and, you know, so it's like, it's clear that I need to find a way to like oxygenate, you know, more often, but I'm just like, Oh, I definitely do too. I'm just going to sit here. Uh, If I live closer, I would go with you. Yeah. I will say through the week, I feel really good because, because I'm biking so much and a lot, because, you know, it takes me like 10, it's a 10 to 15 minute bike ride or so from here to to class, then back same Mm -hmm. 10 to 15. And a lot of times I'll do that three or four times a day because I'll go, to like a class I'll come back home read something have a you know have a rest go back to campus come back have lunch go back to campus so it's like I'm on my bike a lot so like through the week I feel really good I'm like oh it's just I'm not doing it on days like if I did it every day regardless of if I have class on campus because I only have class on campus three days a week yeah so there are two days where or well really four days of the week I do nothing but sit so I, anyways I, what was the point of all this I don't even remember how we got off on this this is terrible um anyways um oh dancing the whole being lazy yes. yeah uh-huh. yeah so thankfully now that things are kind of slowly coming back uh you know I'm going out to more concerts where I'm dancing I'm trying to like you know walk a little bit because sometimes you know even just going out like to the store or something it's like well at least i'm getting something you know what i mean getting up off of, off the chair because it really had i mean i mean it even before that when i was working i was still in an office yeah you know so it's not like i was very active then either yeah. well okay so here your motivation here i'm going to give you your motivation to exercise excellent um, give it to I me love, sandra i love giving people um fitness advice uh <laughs> Mm-hmm. Especially when I eat like a bucket of chicken or whatever, I'm like, you should just do this. Yeah, you know, cut out carbs. Um, mm-hmm. Your motivation is to go in the morning to go to like you know a lake or something like Lake Murray or something like that and walk because in in Law and Order, that's usually when you find the body. It's like you'd be uh, the one to find the bodies. Yes, yeah, so you're trying to get me out here stumbling across crime scenes. Exactly. Uh, I'm trying to get you to uh, discover that hooker in the dumpster or you know yes. the 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 man in the in the bushes. Yeah. Huh. I, I have not thought about that. There you go. There's your motivation. Yeah. I'm going to pitch that to the rest of the group. I'm going to say, does anybody want to join me on walks? Just on the off chance, we can be like a, a part of a story that gets adapted by Law & Order. Yes. Because is Law & Order the one that's always, it's like it's always ripped, ripped from, from the, from the headlines. headlines. <laughs> yes. That, I want that to be me. You know? Every time they say ripped from the headlines, I just like, I picture like a giant hand. Right. So it. I, ripping it right from the headline. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, what else has been going on? Uh, oh, we've been watching American Horror Story. Yes. So we were we were going to chat about that. Um, yeah, this season, I don't know. I mean, I... Well, we're going to have to... We're going to do like an episode, right? Of the first... Like, are we going to split in half or are we going to do the whole thing as one episode? I don't know. We'll see. Okay. I guess it depends on how it all comes together. Okay. But at least just for now, we can just chat like what we think so far. Okay. Um, I was really excited when they first announced it because it was like, we're doing, it's a double feature. We're doing two stories. So it's like, you know, one story is going to have six episodes. One's going to have four. I'm like, well, that's great. That's not a lot of space to fuck it up. (laughs) You know, it's like, maybe we can keep it tight. Keep the story tight. Keep Mm -hmm. us all on the same page. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I'm enjoying it. It is pretty cohesive so far. Like I, I, there hasn't been anything like, what the fuck is this about? You know? So I've been enjoying that. Uh, What are we on? Episode five, which I haven't seen because we did a weird thing this year where we like staggered it. 
because um, everybody's because we're getting old. Yeah, everybody like nobody wants to be at the house at like midnight. They're all remember like, when you know. we used to do that? Remember when like I would stay over? Yeah, and it would be like, oh, I have to be at work early, so I'm gonna stay over because we're watching Horror Story at ten. Yeah, not anymore. I know. Yeah. And we and it was even like ten thirty or ten forty five. We'd started because yeah. we wanted to fast forward through commercials. So yeah, I know it's uh, bonkers. Now it's like we start. We watch the first because we always you know we always show the previous episode. Mm-hmm. So it's like at seven, so that everybody could be leaving by nine. You know, by the time we finish the next episode, yeah. or depending on who stays, because like generally I. Because I haven't come every week, um, I'm yeah, kind of I'm kind of trading off because Jimmy Kins has started bowling again, and so um, his bowling night is Wednesday. So I've decided to I'm going to switch yeah. off. Yeah, well, that's all right. Yeah, I like that you're being supportive yeah. of two friends at the same time. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So, anyways, so yeah, it's because of the way we've been showing it this year, it's we're a little behind because we decided to stagger it because they did they premiered two episodes yes they premiered two episodes the first one and you at the i i that was i messed up i totally messed up on that because i thought that it started at nine and it was gonna be two episodes starting at nine and you said no it's two episodes starting at 10 yeah so i missed the first one but you only showed that first episode and then the following week you did the first episode plus the second one yeah yeah so it's created like a stagger just so that everybody can kind of get out like early and go about their day plus i do have class on thursday mornings and it's like my counseling practice class counseling skills and so yeah i can't really like stay up all night you know like (laughs) i have to be like rested and ready for um empathetic conversations oh you know Got providing it. space so I can't be like you know holding that fuck space this shit yeah. fuck this <laughs> nine o'clock in the morning bullshit uh, but what do you think of the story so far oh it's it's so I I must admit red that, tide red tide um, red tide I must admit that I am actually a week ahead of where the yeah. things are because um, it's so it's so good yeah you're enjoying it and I mean really enjoying it it's an interesting conversation into um into talent and like, Mm -hmm. and who is and is not talented and also like dealing with the unknown in that regard. Right. Yeah. No, totally. That's actually a really good point. Yeah. Um, but honestly, like give me Angelica Ross all day long. Yeah. I'm enjoying her character, the chemist. Yeah. Yeah. She's cool. I was like, what's your name? I'm the chemist. I'm like, (laughs) just make it out to the chemist. Yeah. Uh, her name isn't like, you know, Angelina or Keisha or you know Sybil or whatever. It's right. The chemist. The chemist. When you when when capital your character T, title C. can be like your profession. Mm-hmm. So like what would you be? You'd be the counselor. There we go. You know, I'd be the podcaster or there we go. something. I like it. Yeah. That's all I'm gonna refer to you from now on. Is the podcast This is Joe, the podcaster. Uh and then, you know, because we're at conventions with other podcasters, they'd be like <laughs> Yes, so so and everyone has one. <laughs> I know that's kind of what I always say now when people, you know, when I like, I'm like, oh, you know, I have a podcast. It's like, who doesn't, right? Yeah. <laughs> but that's okay because I'm for I'm for all the content. Lots of lots of delicious things to listen to. Uh, yeah, I, it's so funny. Uh, so, friend of ours uh, and a published author, Laura Preble. Mm-hmm. You know, Laura. Uh, she's a delight, and she sent me a. Uh, message she sent me um a dm 
saying, asking like what I thought of the new season of American Horror Story. Cause you know, obviously, and she's not the only one. Lots of people have kind of reached people out. People want to know what you have to say. Right. Every horror thing. Oh my gosh. Do you know how many people tag me in that? Like watch 10 oh. horror movies for $1,300 or whatever. I know. Everybody. I got so many people sent me that and I'm just like, I've seen all these movies. Did you apply? No, <laughs> I'm not. I know. We've also seen most of them. Yeah. Well, and it's like the study, like, it's like, we want to like attach you to like a heart monitor and like, you know, when are, like, and I'm just like, I'm not the right person for that. Well, I mean, that assumes that you're actually alive. So. Right. Well, yeah, there's that. <laughs> but it's also, it's like that I would j- jump or something mm-hmm. or be scared and none of the movies are movies I haven't seen like a mm-hmm. bunch of them I've even seen several times so it's just like no this so you're gonna have like the complete stasis we're, right. we're gonna watch Hereditary yeah. and it's gonna be like you know yeah they're gonna pull it out like this guy like laughed at really inappropriate times do you see this he's, <laughs> he's barely he's barely registering a heartbeat it's so faint <laughs> But anyways, but I, which I love because again, I mean, I adore that people think of me. So it's it's so great. But it, it's just and it's it's that time of year where also where like we're starting into spooky season. So like more stuff's gonna be posted like that. And oh my god, give everybody give someone I love. else like give the people who don't like horror give that to them. I know, like our friend, like she's the one who should get thirteen hundred dollars yes. to like brave through you know some of these horror movies that jump right out of her skin. Some of oh my them. gosh, but. uh <laughs> So anyway, so but she had reached out. Laura reached out and it sent me this uh, message asking like what I thought of the pill and would I take it. And so first of all, <laughs> well, context, right? So oh, right. So well. in spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. Um, this whole episode, spoiler alert. By the way, that's so, true. Yeah. Um, in Red Tide, uh, the first half of the double feature for American Horror Story, there's a black pill that um, gives people who are creative by nature. Um, it kind of gives unlocks that creative part of their brain, creative part yeah. of their mind, um, and you know makes it so that way they become super prolific in a very short amount of time. Yeah. The trade-off is that they uh, get angry and crave human blood or yeah. get, crave blood. Yeah, they're basically vampires. Yeah, kind of. I mean, I, I guess that it's a different vampire than it's seen a, in hotel. Yeah, it's a different kind of vampirism altogether. But it's and I I actually really appreciate that this is a whole commentary on like it's kind of twisting the vampire legend because they're not even saying va- the word vampire yeah um, they're just saying like oh they they drink blood well I didn't Karen um, Sarah Paulson's character make I know she called them blood suckers does she not use vampire maybe I don't th- I don't think anyone's ever said the okay. word vampire I'd have to like go back and look and, and uh, watch but yeah I mean they're not it's definitely not like oh it's a vampire season you know but yeah because there's no immortality attached to it the yeah. only immortality I guess is in the work that it is created. right yeah yeah that they're becoming you know successful authors and successful um, musical writers uh, you know libretto librettists librettists uh, and television, movies, all that kind of stuff. Uh, so yeah, so it's basically saying like, uh, every, you know, everybody creative in Hollywood. Maybe it's like a comment on um, Adrenochrome. Uh, <laughs> this is like you know, you got to eat you know babies in order to um, be successful to be a Hollywood elite, as we see uh, as a, a baby, a baby, a baby does uh, a little baby. Yes, made a questionable end. Um. But so they had asked me, and it's like, so like the flip side of it, dear listener, if you're not watching American Horror Story, is that if you're not a creative person, really, if you take the pill thinking that you have talent and you don't have talent, well, it like turns you into like a mindless 
monster kind of thing. You like lose all your hair and become like a. Yeah, because it's interesting because uh, Angelica Ross, the chemist, says that if you take it and you don't have talent, you basically your anger manifests as you're angry that you don't have talent. Right. And right. then you just being be- faced with the reality. Yeah, being faced with the reality that you are talentless is too gruesome to bear, and so you end up being this like you know mindless, thirsty kind of weird zombie yeah thing. yeah like a wraith kind of thing I yes know, yeah. like a yeah. wraith it's weird yeah just kind of soulless but um yeah so she had sent me and asked me what i like what i thought and i said well first of all like i don't really want to take it because yeah there is always the fear of like you know like there was a meme going around for a while that was like are you really talented or do people just think you're attractive? Like, are you really talented or are you just like a white man? (laughs) Are you really talented or, you know, so it was like, which is so true though. No, yeah, Yeah. absolutely. I'm not just, I mean, I'm sure there are plenty of talented, beautiful people and there are plenty of, you know, untalented, like, you know, beautiful people, white people, whatever. I don't know. I think, but the point of it is like, yeah, it's like questioning, you know, like who is talented, who, who is, who is truly talented and has success and who doesn't. And like, you know, when you want to compare and like talk about that. And so like, that's kind of a horrifying thought, you know, when like you're somebody who makes music and goes out, it's like, well, oh my gosh, like, do, like are people just being nice? Like people just kind of come to support you because you're their friend or people like listen to the show because they're our friend and not because they think we're funny or smart. <laughs> Which thank you to both those people, <laughs> right? I mean, I'm happy for any listens we get, but yeah. it's you know, but it is. It's like that's kind of a terrifying thing of like you know, I don't know, am I actually talented or am I just like you know? And I mean, I guess not just me. Like you know, I'm not having some like crisis of like you know what I mean? Because it's like again, I think everybody, I think everybody can be talented and creative in their own ways mm-hmm. and uh, find avenues and find channels for it. Um, so you know, it's not. It's I'm not like having any like real crisis of you know what i mean like um, of of yeah of faith existential in your own. Yeah. Like, yeah but but it is kind of a creepy thought it's like well yeah what if you could unlock like you know cuz i definitely feel that sometimes where like if i'm working on a piece or writing something uh, or thinking about something, I, I sometimes feel like i'm just on the precipice of like making that connection or like um like writing songs, for instance, like, you know, cause like you'll sit and you'll write a song and it'll like just come out and you're like, Oh man, like how did that, where did that come from all of a sudden, you know? And why didn't I write it? Why did I write that right now? And not 10 years ago, not 20 years ago, you know, or 10 years in the future or whatever. So, and that's like these amazing like moments of like, you know, that kind of muse feeling. But then there are other times where it's like, I'm sitting with all these thoughts why can't I form them into a song or why can't I write like a little essay about something? Like it takes a while. So it's like that weird kind of feeling of like, if you could clear that fog all the time, yeah. if you could unblock it. Yeah. Like what that would that lot. be like? You know, I feel that way a lot, but would I want to eat infants in order to sustain that? Like, well, no, no, you don't have to eat infants. You can just eat other people. I know, but I'm just saying like, obviously some of the people are, do- I'm, I'm going to like the most depraved kind of thing. You know, it's the same like with the vampire vampirism yeah. thing. It's like, well, do I want to eat people? I don't want to kill people, you know? But again, if, I mean, if it's like true blood and they're like volunteering and, you know, having a good time and living, I don't know, maybe. <laughs> so I think this is, I think this is an interesting comment. I think this show is coming at an interesting time because right now we're in the middle of like the potential, the impending strike that's happening yeah. in 
um, entertainment industry. So for those of you who don't know, go and like look up IATSE, right? Uh, IATSE or whatever they're calling it. And it's basically like everyone behind the scenes of big productions um, are fighting for like basic right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're fighting to um, basically have like new me- like streaming services be taken off of new media so that way they can get the same protections that their unions afford them for those types of series. And the stories on I forget the Instagram, we'll have to find it, we can post it, but like the stories are are so fascinating um, as to like the things that these people are going through in order to like work on it. And it's an interesting commentary because like if you could just have your creative um, if you could have your creative dreams unlocked, but like there are tons of suffering at the hands of that, would right. you do it? Yeah. So, yeah, no, that's great. That's a really uh, good point. Like yeah. when we're talking about like those cultural connections in horror, even though this kind of, was written and filmed and all that kind of before all this happened. It's still, it's always seems to be a relevant conversation yeah, always in, you know, in creative spaces. Uh, Sarah Paulson actually shared, I don't know who it was. I'd have to go back and look at the actual tweet, but somebody wrote like, it was like another actor was like backing the strike up. Like, yeah, they, I mean, the, you don't have me without them. Like, and that's like, what's really fucked up about those kinds of conversations. It's like, I remember when I was in high school, um, and I did like, uh, like high school drama. I didn't like acting. I would act because there weren't a lot of guys. So of course you were guaranteed like a good part if you yeah. like showed up and audition. But I always was like, that's fine. But I really want to be on the crew. Like I want to be the stage manager, assistant stage manager. I want to like help out with that kind of stuff. So I, for a long time I was actually, you want to be the queer with a headset making the world. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, that's what I, you know, I enjoyed doing that part and I did quite a few shows that way before I even actually was ever like in a show. Uh, and one of the women on there, uh, she was a senior. I think I was a freshman that year and she gave me like the techie Bible which is this uh, thing that just, I don't know, I think it was like passed around at the time. She made like a big deal about giving it to me. It was kind of cool. I still have it somewhere in a box in the garage because I I kept all these years because it was kind of cool. But it was just basically like, without us, there's going to be a bunch of naked people standing in the dark yelling lines at each other. You know, like there is no show without like all the people behind the scenes who are building it or doing the lights or doing all that. So any of this like dismissiveness of like the work they do, I just, I don't understand it. You know, maybe that's just like my like communal nature of like, you know, we're all here to like make a project happen. So whether it's. But like the, but but we, but we talk about this a lot when you talk about like the importance of the arts, right? So arts funding is always the first Mm -hmm. thing to go to get cut. But like when you think about how many hundreds of people um, outside of the, outside of the cast, outside of the people you see on the screen. Mm-hmm. Um, I think here, case in point, Shang-Chi and the Dungeon of the Ten Rings, a oh, Marvel yeah. film, employed 6,000 people in the course of the production yeah. um, from all, of all stages. And that's like, a, that's a fraction of that where the people who are actually on camera. On screen, yeah. Yeah, it's like everyone who, all the individual stars have at least a team of like, what, a hundred people maybe attending to them. And then you have everyone from like the person whose job it is to Photoshop the tree to the people who are the, you know, in the production shop and this and the right, practical right, right, effects right, right. and all that stuff. So 
they're, I mean, if you think about a, a Broadway touring company, right, employs like union um, truckers because they have to move these sets from city to city and sometimes internationally. Yeah. And they don't think about, that's the thing, it's like we don't think about that. And so we're in the space right now, especially because of COVID. Mm-hmm. And where the rules had to be very strict in order for movies to continue and filming had to take place outside of the United States in order to get things going. But like, why wouldn't you want to, again, in this age of COVID, imagine better and have and come out of it with like a better understanding? This is what um, uh, this is a what people are fighting for in Broadway as well with like, especially like black and brown uh, actors right. on Broadway and all of that. And now it's making its way towards the folks who actually literally make things run. Right. Um, the weakest link. Right. So when I was on the weakest link, all of the people that I dealt with that were like, were not Jane Lynch, which was most of the people were. Um, <laughs> so you're saying that most of the people that work at the weakest link are not, Jane Lynch. Exactly. That's crazy. I, this is a fact, everybody. Bonker. Yeah. Um, Bonkers. I was Mind's super blown. duper nice to every single one of them. Yeah. Because the thing is, is like, they, like, they're the ones who I'm like, they have the ability to make me look shiny <laughs> or to make me look good. <laughs> <laughs> like, the hair and makeup girl who, like, she she's like, you're just a little shiny. And I was like, I know. I, I told her, I was like, I know, I run oily. So she always came and she always, like, you know, patted me down or whatever. And I was like, I was like, thank you so much. Like, I said thank you so much to every single person that I, that was there. Because these are the people who make the world go around. Right. It, within those realms. Yeah. Because yeah. then you get, like, then you get, like, the fucking people, like, who dress, um, uh, what's his name? Sean Spicer on... Dancing with the Stars, and they think that oh, let's let's give him this like green, like you know, like a flowy cha 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 outfit, and I'm like oh well, you know, the, that's because the gays rule, and uh, you know, we want to make him look like an idiot. Um, anyway, please, let's let's move on. <laughs> The point is, is that American Horror Story this season seems to be saying something again. And uh, when you beyond. get to the episode that aired this week. I cannot. W- I actually want to. I probably want to come back and watch it with you, <laughs> because I thought it was so good. Like I thought it, it. 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 It's. It's starting to do that thing that American Horror Story does, where it's like the penultimate episode of the season is wrapping things up. Yeah. And so this one is the penultimate episode of this story, and so it starts to wrap things up a little bit and escalate in very specific ways. But it's so good in how they're doing it. And it's very satisfying. I haven't felt this way about an American horror story in a long time. Awesome. Well, I can't wait to see it. I hope I'm not overselling it. It's all right if you are, because I'll, I'll be thrilled either way. I'm sure. I, I've been enjoying the season. And so, yeah, I'm looking forward to, uh, to whatever happens next. So with that being said, uh, we will take a quick break and then we will be back to chat about the new James Wan movie, Malignant. Meanwhile, in New Jersey... So, Marissa, what talking points do you want to hit on in this week's episode? Well, Jackie, let's talk about how the film addresses the patriarchy. Ooh, and representation of marginalized people. Ooh, ooh, and even philosophical ramifications of good versus evil and horror. We can point out the triangle boobs, talk about the blood splatter, and, oh, the practical effects. (sighs) Um, and also the male gaze? My gaze at the males. Hi-o! From feminism to fangirling, the Jersey Ghouls cover all the bases of horror from a woman's perspective. New episodes are uploaded every other Sunday. Just search Jersey Ghouls to find us on social media and your favorite podcasting app. 
All right, welcome back. So, yes, this week we are, uh, I'm so excited because we're gearing up for like, you know, official spooky season. We got all the movies picked that we're going to do f- uh, coming up here in October. So that that's super fun. And so we thought uh, this week we would uh, kind of keep it moving like we did with Candyman uh, on our last episode that we would do another new film that just came out uh, this past week or so on HBO Max, week or two now. And theaters. <laughs> and theaters, yes. Oh, it was released September 10th. Um, and it is the 20th, so 10 days ago. Uh, so yes, uh, Malignant, new James Wan, uh, film that is, uh, I think he wrote along with Akila Cooper and Ingrid Bisu. Uh, I think that's his wife. Yes. Ingrid, uh, Bisu, B-I-S-U. Uh, that's his wife. Uh, so they wrote it together, worked on it together. Uh, and... James Wan, obviously, you know, saw Conjuring, Insidious, everything. Anything not Blumhouse, it seems, is James Wan. Uh, <laughs> uh, or everything that, like, James, uh, no, Jason Blum. Anything Jason Blum isn't doing. There's, James Wan There's doing. James Wan. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, too many Js. Uh, all right, so we got Annabelle Wallace starring, Maddie Hassan, George Young, Jacqueline McKenzie, what else? What no else? names. Um, no I, real names. Yeah, there's actually not really. I mean, the only person I recognized was uh, McKenna Grace, the young version of the main character. Mm. Uh, I've seen her in other things. Uh, she, what was the? What have you seen her in? Hold on one second. Uh, she was in Captain Marvel. She was in I Tanya. She played the I uh, young Tanya Harding. Uh, that's where I re- really recognized her from. Uh, she's going to be in the new Ghostbusters Afterlife. Oh, okay. Uh, what else? Oh, she was the young Sabrina in Chilling Adventures of Sabrina in one of the episodes uh, of Midwinter's Tale. Oh. Yeah. So I, di- I recognized her face, but she's like the only one. Uh, nobody else. Uh, I didn't really know any of the other uh, actors. Oh, Zoe Bell. I did recognize Zoe Bell, stunt woman, and she was in. Uh, Which she's like super maked up. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. Made it, up. It, I don't know. It took up. me a bit to. Made up. Yeah, she turned around and there was like, she caught the light. It just like a way that I went, oh my God, that's Zoe Bell. Uh, she's played Scorpion, a woman in a, uh, in a, in a, in a jail sequence. Uh, and she does, she looks like she fell right out of like an eighties biker gang, lesbian. Well, I biker. loved her in, um, cause I keep thinking about her character in the hateful eight. Oh, right. Uh, cause she's just so cheerful and happy in that movie. So, but yeah, so, uh, yeah. All right. So, Malignant, HBO Max. This is a Warner Brothers movie, or pictures, under New Line Cinema. Uh, yeah. It, it's so funny, because the reviews, like anything, again, and that's kind of what we're doing today. We just sat and watched it, so we're just kind of giving our thoughts. Um, even though we're not a review podcast, but it seems like we are. Sometimes. Sometimes we, we are. I think the more we say it, the more we become right. the opposite. It's a... Uh, yeah, this you, this would be a field trip episode typically, but we did watch in the comfort of my home with uh, some Chinese delicious Chinese food. Mm-hmm. It was lovely, actually. Yeah. It was. yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, oh, anyways, my point was about reviews. That it's like I'm seeing both sides, like everything. People really loved it. People really hated it. Same with Candyman last week. Same with every movie before. Like people. This is the worst fucking thing I we ever saw. We can't agree. Or it's the best thing I ever saw. So, 
Let's start with how you felt, Joe. Oh, it was fun. It was a lot yeah, of fun. It. I enjoyed it a lot. Um, I probably would watch it again. Um, really? It was... Uh, I, I Well, because the thing is, too, is that you know me. I like a lot of action. So this definitely, in the, la- in the later half of the film, like, felt... Like it just started to, it just picked up. That's and true. Started to yeah. move super, super quickly, and it's like, oh my god, what are we getting into? And then it gets, it go, it gets really bloody and just delicious. Um, that's true. That's true. Yeah. It's it's almost two hours long, but I did not feel it. Like at first, I did. At first, I was like, the 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 beginning pacing was a little slower, and then it did really pick up. But go ahead. But yeah, no, exactly that. And so it's just like, oh my gosh, we're we're picking it up and. And then it does get a little predictable um, in very specific parts, in very specific ways. I think towards the end, I was like, I bet it's this. I bet it's this. And it, you know, ended up being. Yeah. And then like that. a second later, somebody go this and this. Yeah. <laughs> so, but o- overall, I, I enjoyed it. It would have been fun to watch it in a theater with, yeah, a, crowd, with a crowd. But yeah. it was also, but like, even though it would have been fun to do that, it's, it's equally as fun to do it in your home and where we can just like, you know, talk over it. And, yeah, yeah. 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 Have those moments. Yeah. Uh, I enjoyed it overall. Uh, I did. I mean, I saw the, like the twist, the jaw dropping twist as every clickbait article says, I keep seeing that, you know, jaw dropping twist. I didn't know if it was, no, it was not jaw dropping at all if you've ever seen a damn horror film and that's always kind of the thing. Uh so I guessed the like the you know so again spoiler spoiler yeah so the story alert. so first of all like the beginning i i really enjoyed the way it opened like we were saying it was very stranger things it's uh takes us back to 1993 cuz now that's forever ago like we talked about almost, like, 30, almost 30 years, years ago yeah. yeah so that's now like the before times in in movies but uh, like you ever <laughs> notice how like that 1993 looks a lot like 1983 it looks a lot like 1973 it is kind of weird yeah like how <laughs> it's it, all our our nostalgia is all blurring together yeah yeah, yeah. Some of the videotapes and stuff like that. I'm just like, wow, this is like, yeah. Oh yeah, the the scene where like the mom the the mom's putting a videotape in. It's like it shows you the inner workings. Of it's the so reverential. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like remember how videotapes work. Yeah. Or, well, ha- probably the majority, uh, at least the like the un- underage audience that will probably watch this has never touched a VHS tape. So I'm sure they were like, what is that? So it's like in case you don't understand, this is how it works. So that, uh, yeah. So anyway, so it starts out with that, which is very nice. You know, it's like a research hospital in chaos because the patient is like losing their mind. It's an Arkham Asylum. It does look very (laughs) Arkham. That's true. I mean, it's, this is why like hospitals, like mental health facilities, things like that have such a bad rap because that's what people think of when they see them. I honestly thought we were watching like Batman Forever. Like I thought Joel Schumacher was at the helm of this. Right. Because of the way it starts and it's like an unknown. It it was like the beginning of Jurassic Park. Yeah. (laughs) Totally. I was expecting like that nurse to be shooter, shooter. That's, yeah, that is exactly what it was like. Just chaotic. So, you know, we're introduced to, like, the patient or whatever, and then it flashes forward, and then we're dealing with, um, what's her name? Madison. Madison, because her parents saw Splash, obviously. Mm. That's how people got that name. Is the is the mermaid's name in Splash Madison? You, well, her name is something that can't be pronounced in English. Her name English. is... Ah! 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so she picks a name and she sees Madison like Avenue or whatever. Isn't it set in New York? I think so. Uh, probably. Um, I haven't seen Splash of Forever, although I love Splash because I love mermaids. But uh, but that movie is responsible for that name. Like oh, okay. they, it shot up after. Like, are you going to go see the what remake? Year was that eighty? What year was Splash? Eighty eight. Do you uh, remember Joe? Uh, no, I don't remember when it came out. No, I was probably not born yet. <laughs> actually, eighty four. That's right. It's older. So yeah, the year I was born. Yeah. Uh, I actually yeah I was wow, the not year alive you were yet. Born was, March ninth. <laughs> the year you were born was. Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street and Splash. Yep. <laughs> so, anyways, point is, you could have been named Madison. I would have. I would go see uh, a remake of Splash. No, they're doing because they'll have a mermaid in it. So I'll go see it. But I love mermaid. Shit. But they're doing it, and I think the mermaid is going to be Channing Tatum. I I heard that, but it's been like four or five years. I feel like since that story started circulating with Rebel Wilson. I just don't know if that's actually happening, but we'll see. If they make it, I'll go see it. Um. <laughs> The point is, is that, no, like, Madison became, like, a very popular name after that. So I'm just, like, obviously, these these parents are, are falling into that. Uh, oh, 27 years later. So Madison Lake, uh, living in Seattle. And how do we know it's Seattle? Space Needle. The needle right she away. drives right by the public market. Yeah, like- <laughs> everything. It's like they make sure you know. It's just, like, anytime you're in New York in a film, if you can't see the Statue of Liberty in the background, Mm -hmm. are you really there? Is it New York? Probably not. You know, if you're not in Times Square, nothing else exists. Uh, (laughs) uh, Anyways, so poor Madison, she's pregnant. So right away, as soon as she walked in with her little pregnant belly, I went, "Uh uh-oh, not a good sign. Pregnant woman in a horror film. We, I mean, we've traced this quite a few times from Rosemary's Baby to most recently False Positive. Mm-hmm. So we knew, we knew right away. Not going to be good. It's not good. It's not a good, not a good situation. And then her dumb ass, awful husband beats her up. Yeah. Terrible. Knocks her head into a wall. And it's like, while complaining that because she's had all these other miscarriages, which you fi- they hint at the, there, and then you find out later that it's like, what, three miscarriages? Three, yes. So four with this with this baby, I think. Yes, um, four. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, she's had like all these miscarriages. So it's like he's brutalizing her because he's mad that sh- she's like had miscarriages. Yeah, he says, so, like, like, I can't bear yeah, to see, what did he say? I was getting food at this time, but I heard him say, like, I can't bear to see, like, my child die inside Right, another, another one another of time. my children, like, die. And, yeah, it was horrible. And then he, like, beats her up. I'm just like, what the fuck is going on? This is awful. So that was really uncomfortable. But then he, like, dies right away. So that was yeah. that was lovely. A very gruesome death. Really gruesome. I know when they showed his, like, neck all bent up. Uh, that was delightful. So, uh, yeah, I love to see that. You love to see it. Uh, but... You know, she also gets knocked out by this intruder. There's like a, you know, uh, a shadowy figure. It's the shape uh, at the beginning. Uh, Knocks her out as well. And she wakes up in a hospital and she's miscarried again. So very sad. Uh, So the movie just starts right off in this like really dark kind of bummer fucking place for sure. And then the rest of it is just kind of her having like visions of these other murders as this like shadowy figures going about. It's like lucid hallucinate, like lucid yeah, dreaming. Yeah, lucid dreams almost, uh, which was really neat. I did really enjoy. We kept talking about that, the the way that they 
portrayed that as like, you know, she's like standing in her house and then all the walls would like melt and morph around her into this other space. So she was like, you know, and you know, as the film progresses, you find out that all the people getting murdered are like tied to that, you know, hospital in the beginning of it, tied to like a particular patient, a particular experience. And, uh, you know, so it was just, that was really, really cool how they, how they did that, that the, the melding of like the set pieces together. It was very, very cool. And also had like, it, it did have like a Suspiria, like color scheme. It's very dramatic. Lots of like tight shots on eyes <laughs> and bright colors. Um, cause you said you saw somewhere where it's like inspired by Jalo, right? I thought I read that. Yeah. I was trying to find the direct quote, um, from yeah, James Wan's new horror movie is officially titled Malignant. So this is kind of a bit, uh, when was this published? This is, oh, it's from 2019. But I think somewhere there was a quote from him. Oh, where is it? Which it had like all of the markings of Jalo. Like it had, it's yeah. supernatural. Yeah, I think there's a quote somewhere I thought from yeah. him directly that he, that, that that's what he was trying to do was do something a little in the line of like a Jalo film, which at the beginning I, I kind of got like, you know, like you were saying with the, like some of the lighting choices, especially at the beginning with all that red lighting, like flooding everything. It felt very Suspiria, very uh, Dario Argento. Um, you know, the way that like the cool camera work of like her running through the house, but it's taking place from above. Yeah. Like almost like a maze, like a, a, like a mouse, uh, you know, in Mm -hmm. a maze kind of thing. Yeah. That was really cool. Like, yeah, definitely reminded me of, of Suspiria and other like films of that nature. Uh, you're right. A lot of the close-ups of the eyes and just the way the lighting and all of that, uh, even the way she kind of looked with her hair and stuff gave me, um, what's her name? Jessica. Is it Jessica Harper? Is that her mm-hmm. name? With like with the knife and the like blue and the red. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, that that whole sequence. Uh, yeah, One of Jessica my favorite Harper. images from a horror film is that, like the blue and the red and the knife right up, right under her chin. Yeah, yeah. So it definitely had that for. I'd say the beginning of it, uh, the first like third of the film. Then it kind of morphed into much more of like a traditional, like kind of slashery type film in a way, although not like a traditional slasher, but still it kind of had those sort of effects where it was like, oh, you know, this person's going about their life and oh, there's the guy standing behind you, you know, kind of had those moments, uh, was, which also yeah. can be very jollo. I mean, there are, you know. yeah, it was really like, I think the SAT word to use this is histrionic. Like mm. it was just very magnified in a way that we hadn't seen. Cause like a lot of horror films that we watch that are on the newer side of it, there's, there's some subtlety and this was definitely like, they painted with a very heavy hand um, intentionally, but it, and it, and for me it worked. Like it was, it was kind of refreshing to see like a call or <laughs> like a, a menacing phone call from a, from a, from a, um, a demon, you know, from a disembodied voice. Yeah. Um, and to have like, uh, a very, like <laughs> a very overwrought, like making the murder weapon scene with the, with, yeah. the, tro- with the trophy and all that stuff. Right. Yeah. The award, the, uh, excellence in surgery. Mm-hmm. So that's, yeah, very, uh, you know, on the nose to <laughs> have a, a weapon be out of, be made out of a surgery award that he was using to, uh, destroy people's faces a lot of that a lot of like yeah a lot of like like getting them right in the face mutilation of the face uh yeah yeah i uh it was yeah just tonally 
I agree. Like it was very histrionic is good. Very high, like hyper real, hyper real. Uh, she screamed a lot. And there's a lot of those kind of intense sort of uh, musical cues. Like they have a whole conversation. Uh, so her sister comes to support her, who again, we saw the actress that plays her. Um, oh my gosh. Stop. Go back to my cast list here. Uh, what was her name? Sydney, Maddie. Hassan, who we saw in uh, We Summon the Shadows. Mm-hmm. We Summon the Darkness. We Summon the Darkness. Yes, thank you. We Summon the Darkness. What we do in the shadows. What we do in the shadows is we something summon else. The darkness. Yes. Yeah. What we already done did in the shadows yeah. is summon the darkness of the shadows <laughs> by the light of the full moon. <laughs> That's the movie we're going to make. Uh, yes. Every title we can squeeze in there. Uh, <laughs> But uh, so they they think that they're sisters, and then you know you find out that she's adopted. And that part of the movie, I wanted to laugh out loud because she's like explaining this to her sister. So the uh, um, Madison character is like, you know, I'm adopted, and there was like this musical cue that was like, I was like, dun dun dun. I was like, what the fuck is going on? There was a lot of that though. To like, and <laughs> was just like. There was a lot of like dun dun dun, yeah, which yeah. is also very shallow. Yeah, very, it felt yeah. yeah, yeah, very much like lots of leading moments. So yeah, and the horrific. Like, also, it just like that little bit of exposition just kind of came out of nowhere. It was str- it was just strange. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I get that she wanted to like tell her, you know, and be like, you know, I'm actually adopted, and like. I mean, it gave her this reason for wanting to have a child. Like, I want to have, like, you know, this blood blood connection. connection, This, you know, blood relative. Also, probably, you know, those ideas of, like, having... Yeah, but, like, you know, but fuck your drag. Like, you're my sister, but (gasps) I want to be blood related to somebody. Yeah, yeah. It was very... It was just very odd. And just the way that she, you know, I'm adopted. (sighs) And, And the sister's eyes, like, widen, like, what? You know? I, I don't, and again, I have no idea how people emotionally react to news like that. You know, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if that is something like even nowadays where like, you know, if you find that out late in life, if you really would have like, mm-hmm. I mean, it's possible. I, again, I don't know. I, I can't like speak. It was just very strange in the film. Like, <laughs> it was just kind of, you know, I mean, I would get it if like you're an adult and your parents tell you you're adopted after like 30 years or something yeah maybe you would have like so maybe it is the same for a sister but it was just very the whole the whole sequence was really dramatic and i i did not i did not understand like why it needed to be have all the music and stuff around it uh i did love again you know you got somebody who's been attacked in their home lost a baby you know so we got ptsd there you know she's very paranoid in the house changing the locks and uh you know i love people treating her like she's crazy after this like you know what's why what are you doing in the doors like why are you doing this like I just had a really horrible experience, asshole. <laughs> you know, I felt like she was being very judged. I really felt for her. Like, you know, she's sitting in, like, in this, like, comatose state in the hospital, and, like, the detective's there, like, gotta ask you some questions. It was just very weird. And, like, talking at her like she's not, yeah. you know, it was like, well, the doctor told me she had three miscarriages. And I was like, shut up, Keanu Reeves. Like... <laughs> Right. Oh yeah, I kept calling him what yeah. low rent Keanu Reeves rent and Keanu Reeves. Wanda Sykes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she was good though. The other detective, I liked her with her uh, hoop earrings and her lollipop in the morgue. That was delightful. It, this is how we. You, this is how you know she had some edge. She was like a black woman with natural hair yeah. and a uh, hoop earrings and a lollipop. That's true. I mean, that is very like yeah. They're yeah. just 
letting you know who she it's is. It's a few decades shy of like letting Pam Greer play her. Yeah. Right? Oh, that'd been awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I love that. I like this actress. I thought she was really great. And I did, I had to enjoy. Yeah. Her just standing there looking at this like mangled corpse. Like, yeah. Well, what did she call her? Wikipedia Brown. Wikipedia <laughs> Brown. That was hilarious too. <laughs> You know, I mean, a black woman sassy character in a horror film. Like, really? Are we, you know, is that, are but we surprised? But she, I mean, suppose, allegedly has not died. That's true. We don't know. We don't know. But allegedly has yeah. not died. I, I liked, I hope that she's alive. And if they, when they inevitably do, you know, five more of these movies, uh, she is in all of them. Mm-hmm. And I want her to star. Uh, and I want to, you know, I want, they're going to have like a dramatic scene where they show her scar, you know? So, you know, like, she's been through it. She's tumbled with Gabriel and uh, lived to tell the tale. Uh, dear listener, hopefully you've watched the movie before you're listening to this, but Gabriel is the malignant of the title. Yeah. Uh, so, movie so, Joshua, ca- why is it called Malignant? <laughs> <laughs> Let's oh, just give it all man. away. Cause... You know, and again, it's one of those things where, I, like, the second they showed Gabriel like the figure and you really understood that he was walking like backwards, like the body was wrong. Like his head was like twisted backwards. I was like, I know where this is going. This is an Edward Mordrake. I know exactly what's happening. Yeah. Very Edward Mordrake. And then I I actually just saw there was a, a a note uh, somewhere that that's the, the um, shoot. Bisou, Bisou, Ingrid Bisou, uh, the one of the writers that was reading about like Edward Mordrake and uh, you know fascinated with medical anomalies, and uh, that that helped inspire the character. But when I saw that of him like walking backwards and with the hair and the whole thing, I was like, uh, yeah, I bet I know what's happening I was here." Like, why does Gabriel have that bad wig? Right. Yeah. Well, it's because Madison has that bad wig. <laughs> Um, James Wan never met a bang he didn't like. Like he he loves a good bangs on a yeah on a, on a lead. There's a few of them in this in this uh, in this film, uh, and they trace back. It's how you knew. It's how you always can trace a character. Because my, I mean, obviously our hairstyles never change from like infancy to adulthood. Yeah, you know, so you keep it looking the same forever. And it's also hereditary. It's how we knew that the mom was the mom. Yeah, because of the hair. Are you saying bad hair is hereditary? <laughs> I, mean, I don't know the, if you're saying it's bad. I'm hair. not saying anything. I'm saying that the film posits that the mother passed on her haircut and her bangs to the to the children, to the ch- children inhabiting the same body. Yes. <laughs> so yeah. So Gabriel's like a parasitic twin, malignant tumor kind of thing. That uh, it's just awful. Like that whole sequence. They also like give it away. I mean, like when you. They did a lot to make you forget that they gave it away in the first five minutes. So it's like, it's time to, mm-hmm. what is it? It's time to cut the cancer out, or it's time to yeah. cut out the cancer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, they definitely, it all, like, makes sense. But definitely when I saw the backwards walking, I went, oh, shit, this is going to be hard. You know what, it, you know what it's, it's time to cut those bangs. That's what this, <laughs> that's what this is actually supposed to be. Yeah. If she had had, like, a shorter haircut, if she had went for something like punk rock, this would have all been over, you know? Well, maybe not. I guess because the way they show it, it's like they remove him from because he's like, dear listener. Again, hopefully you've seen it, but you know he's like growing out of her back. Oh yeah, her- that reveal was the best because basically 
so in, in the film, they're watching like medical footage for, on yeah. VHS. It's on VHS. Uh, it's her adoptive sister and mother. And then like when they show Gabriel as her parasitic twin growing like, you know, like Voldemort behind Professor Quirrell, uh, right. which, is, which is what I thought it was. Yeah. Um, the the mother and the daughter have the, the same reaction that, I'm, that I did. They were like, wah, wah, wah. <laughs> What? <laughs> wow, what? Um, so Gabriel is this uh, malignant, like you said, is basically instead of uh, Madison absorbing Gabriel as a twin in the body, right? They they get fused. Yeah, they're like fused, and he's you know horrifically deformed, and all of these. They like, share the same things. brain, and yes, part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, yeah. It was just terrible and i mean it's like the whole sequence of like them like removing him like cutting him off of her kind of was really gross but also like wouldn't you like wouldn't you have some significant scarring from that right yeah, they don't show any of that you know that maybe this is like i mean she like she uh, presumably fucked her husband like three to four times to well, get those least, babies. Yeah, to have babies. To get those babies. And I know that hair is not like all the way down her back, like covering all of those Maybe because she was scars. so young, you know, they kind of... Or or it was only in Missionary, so he never saw her back. Maybe not. I don't know. Joe, <laughs> you're giving it a lot more thought than I than I would have. The more I think about it, the more I, I, I'm starting to not like it, so yeah. I'm going to stop thinking you're about like, it. You're like, her whole back is scar tissue. Wouldn't yeah. you ask some questions? Yeah, it's, po- it's quite possible. Uh, but then the whole thing of, like, they're, like pushed his like face growing out of her skull. They like cut her skull open and like just pushed it up in there and covered it up. That was very strange. I know it's, <laughs> this is not a medical documentary film. That's no, for damn sure. But like that whole, like as the two things are happening, so as they're like talking about how they pushed Gabriel further into her brain so that way they didn't so that way they could let Madison live. Um, She's like Gabriel's coming out in the prison cell, yeah, and is like the best scene of the entire film, yeah. Is like, and also like the women who were in it's like this some prison X-Men shit all of a sudden. Well, yeah, and the women who were in this prison cell was like every like <laughs> every single cliche of women in a prison in a jail cell. Yeah, it was like butch lesbian haircut, a la Zoe Bell. Right. It was chola eyebrows. It yeah. was like a foxy Cleopatra type character. Yeah, there was like a black woman with an afro and like leopard or tiger print. And like tiger um, print, bell bottom, like jumpsuit with yeah. chains. I was like, where the fuck are we? Yeah, it was very odd. There was just a lot of odd choices that I'm just like, I'm not sure what's happening. Again, I'm not. I don't know if I liked it or not. I I know right now I don't have a desire to watch it again. Uh, <laughs> I was hoping it was going to be something different, I guess. Maybe I just, again, I kept seeing the Jalo thing. I do really love Suspiria. I, you know, I've talked about how much I love the remake. And even Suspiria itself is not like some great masterpiece of like, it's very, it's like a fever dream. Yeah. You know? And a lot of Jalo films are. They're not necessarily coherent, amazing stories. You know, they're just sometimes are about, you know, style and this one I pushing. think was really trying to shoehorn like a plot. 
because that's the that's the one thing I don't like about Jalo and like that didn't mm-hmm. like about Suspiria and Inferno was the fact that like we didn't know what was and it was not real. Yeah. And in this one it's like we it's definitely rooted in reality, but yeah. it's like fantastical. Yeah, it was super strange. So, I, I, yeah, I just don't... I, I think it's going to probably, you know, be something to think about for a little bit. Uh, I definitely recommend a watch of it. It was... I mean, it was fun. I agree with you there. It was fun. It, there were definitely some sequences in it that I was like, what? Okay, that's cool. I love the visual again, the visual element of the way... As we discover, it's because he... It's like, because they share a brain, he's able to, like, kind of play mind tricks on her where she thinks that she's, like, living... Like, he's able to create reality for her while he takes over her body, kind of putting her almost in, like, stasis and, in like, almost like a coma-like sleep, but where she thinks she's... Um, she thinks that she's watching She thinks she's it. in reality. Or, yeah, and that she's watching it. And so, like, those sequences were super cool. You know, again, the melting. It's very, like, Tyler Durden, very Fright Club. Yes. Uh, Fight uh, Club. Fight Club, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I, I definitely enjoyed pieces of it. You know, I'm not gonna rush to watch it again. Like I felt after, like you know, Candyman, or after mm-hmm. like you know other like newer films we've watched, where I'm like, oh gosh, I want to see that again right away. This, you know, it just it it had a lot going on. It, it had like you know parasitic twins. It like turned into the Ring for a second, where it's like, oh, we got to go to the basement of some abandoned hospital and find records and watch tapes. Well, and- it also turned into the Ring because it's got like again that unfortunate like long haircut. But, right and the video sequence is very like in that realm uh yeah, yes like Suspiria when they took her things. picture it was like pose like you're <laughs> pose like you're being sex trafficked like yeah it was very it, creepy yeah it yeah. was just yeah yeah so the whole thing it was just a just a strange amalgamation of a lot of different uh ideas uh, into like a, a really horrific nightmare mm-hmm. But that it, it just was ended. Fun. Yeah, yeah, no, it was fun. We, it just, yeah. I have no doubt we'll get sequels. Something. They'll find some way if this uh, makes Malignant any money. Malignant 2, still ignorant. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, don't take the black pill. Don't do it. <laughs> Don't I? I think we know the answer to. What well, here's the to here's you. the irony of it. I'll take it and I'll get famous, and you'll take it and you'll you know suck the blood out of bunnies. That's yeah, what you'll do. You're probably right because yeah. I bet you uh, still ignorant would sell just yes. fine in you exactly. know, this audience, this world. Malignant too is still ignorant. <sighs> oh my gosh! Lord help me. Malign. <laughs> Why do we do this? <laughs> At this point, Joshua's uh, twin is dissociating him from from this body. Yeah, yeah. While I bash you to death with um, a living dead doll. Alrighty, so fun, good times. <laughs> he can't say anything. <laughs> he just doesn't know what to say. <laughs> All right. Well, that was our thoughts on Malignant, dear listener. Hope that uh, you know you check it out and you enjoy it. Or I. You know what? I would definitely get a group of people together with some popcorn, you know, have fun, have a little movie night, and then watch, I don't know. What'd be a good movie to pair with this, Joe? To pair with this? Yeah, like a better Um, movie. Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Uh, You're right. Well, yeah, because you were talking earlier about, that's right, with Voldemort and uh, uh, um, You could watch the uh, Edward Mordrake episodes of uh, of American American Horror Horror Story. Story. Yeah. Like Jim, God's and Monsters, (laughs) little Jim Morrison. 
Yeah. Uh, those are those. I are mean, you're good. also looking. What's the uh, what's some other? Well, I'm ones? just trying to think. Are there any other like? Is there a good parasitic twin horror film? I'm sure there is. Somebody's like screaming right now, like a very obvious one that I'm not thinking of. Um, Isn't there a movie called Brain Dead or something where there's like there is like a little brain that's right here? Oh, because didn't no, like basket didn't, case basket? Didn't Scott Roger have that? Didn't he do a cosplay of that? I think so. Um, God, I don't know. I mean, if anything, if anything, I would do like a film festival of horror with that unfortunate haircut. So it'd be like The Ring and uh, The Grudge and Annabelle and all of those unfortunate haircuts. What was the? Uh, there was a movie that somebody kept suggesting. Um, about like twins or they were like doctors or something. Shit. I can't remember. Damn it. Either way, uh, basket case that, that could be delightful to watch with this actually. Uh, that would make a really fun, like, you know, creepy horror night. <laughs> Alrighty. Well, super fun. I'm glad that we, uh, got to get together and watch another film mm-hmm. together actually yeah. in person mm-hmm. and, uh, record here in the West Craven Memorial library. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you bangs after this. Oh, awesome. I'm so excited. All right. Good night. Fright School is produced by Joshua Napier and Joe Farron. Our intro was edited by Davey Boy Productions. Our logo was designed by Jamie Channel Guzman. Episodes are edited and engineered by Joe Farron. Fright School is produced in terrifyingly beautiful San Diego, California. listening to the Geekscape Network.